I've been waiting to play this Christmas music for months. I've been saving it, and now I can finally play it. I know we're November 28th, but it's definitely Christmas vibes up in this household. What's going on, everybody? What's up? Yes, that is a uh, meme made by Bobo Gomez on Twitter. And if you notice, there is a little bit of a uh, background sh- background shadow behind Mr. Brendan here. <laughs> Uh, good evening, everybody. It's Scott here from Woke Societies, your host and creator of the channel, Woke Societies. Let me know where you're all from, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a good time tonight, I can promise you. And I got my, I even got my Christmas sweater on that my wife bought me. It says, all I want for Christmas is Trump 2020. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been good vibes up in here and good vibes, uh, hopefully for all of you as well. I'm in a positive mood and we all should be because the tide has changed and uh, we're going to get into everything. Thank you for the diamond already, Diceman4. Trump 2020, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to let everyone just give everyone just a minute, minute or two to jump in here. And uh, we'll do a quick blitz of news from all over the world. And then we're going to ring it back down to funny videos, of course. And then we'll jump into the content because that's what we do here at Woke Societies. That's exactly what we do here. And I see you all out on Twitch. I see you on DLive. Liz G, thank you for the diamond. Um, We're also on Periscope. And of course, cannot forget, we are also on Pilled.net. Fantastic team over there. Completely sensor-free. And they have hosting live shows now. Live streaming. That's where it's at right now. That's where it's at. So let me know where you're all from. It would be greatly appreciated. I'd love to see where everyone's from. I'm from this country, all across the world. And don't forget to let everyone know, we are the news now. We are certainly the news now. So, man, man, what a week. What a week. We got a crazy, crazy week coming. And Wrench, thank you so much for the diamond. Yeah, guys, keep the diamonds, keep the lemons coming. You guys can donate to PayPal, to Cash App. Uh, the holidays are coming. All that good stuff. I thank everyone that donates any, even a lemon, whatever it is, a dollar to this show. It all goes back into the show and all that good stuff. And the best part about all this is, ladies and gentlemen, after I'm all done tonight, you guys can go right into Methods to Madness, which is on top of the 8 o'clock hour tonight. So you have a full block of Red Pill News. So let's get into the media blitz, shall we? Because I would like to go over some of this news that's absolutely funny. So let's start with this one. New York Post. New York Post. Mike Tyson eats ear off of Roy Jones Jr. cake ahead of exhibition bout. Now, I don't really follow boxing. I do watch my occasional UFC matches because, I don't know, I'm a dude. I I like seeing matches, cage matches. Guys beat the absolute crap out of each other. But in this case... Mike Tyson took it up a notch here. He's fighting tonight, actually, on uh, tonight. I don't know what time, but it's on pay-per-view, but he's fighting tonight. And while others mostly were feasting on turkey and stuffing on Thursday, Mike Tyson's holiday meal featured an homage to his most infamous moment in the ring. <laughs> while preparing for his comeback exposition, fight Saturday night against Roy Jones Jr., Tyson and his family ate a cake in the shape of Jones' head. The former heavyweight champ even slices off and eats the year of the cake in reference to the 1997 bout in which he chomped the year, the ear of an opponent, Evander Holyfield. I think that's hilarious. I think I was like seven, eight years old, and I remember seeing Tyson's, uh, the, the picture of that fight on a newspaper where it was reported that he ripped the dude's ear off with his teeth. Like, my God, that is savage. Not only did the dude have a disgusting, disgusting hook 
to knock someone out. He ripped the dude's ear off. I won't ever forget that. Really disgusting. Really gross. So, in other news, we have support from all over the all over the country and all over the world, ladies and gentlemen. This I thought was really, really cool out here in Japan. There was a there was a Trump rally out in Japan in the middle of the street. Look at this. Look how much support this president has. I've never seen anything like this. I love it. I love it. Trump supporter rally in Tokyo. My goodness. Yeah, we're supposed to believe Joe Biden won. <laughs> the only ones celebrating in those countries have to be Beijing, China. If there's anything, if they're even allowed to have rallies. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. But that was pretty cool. But in other uh, bad news, in a different part of the uh, in Europe, in Paris, unfortunately, there has been really, really bad riots going out in Paris in reaction to uh, different laws that are trying or being made into going into effect. More lockdowns going into effect. Um, there was this new law that was passed today, unfortunately, where anybody, citizens, are not allowed to take pictures of any police officers anymore, and even rumors of forced vaccinations. And we can see it here from Ian Miles Strong here. This is just one video. These videos are all over the place on the internet right now all over the place, but just dudes, people getting knocked out, dragged on the ground, glass. There was uh, water cannons again. Um, just people just n being sick and tired of, uh, of the tyranny that's being pushed upon them. And uh, again, we think we have a bad over here in the States, which, which you're going to see in a little bit. It's some, depending on where you live, it is bad, but this is, this is crazy. This is insane. But so keep your prayers up. Ladies and gentlemen, keep praying for everyone across the world. Depending on where you live, Australia's really bad. Europe's really bad right now. You just, uh, it's just bad. It's just bad. So keep the positive vibes going. We're just, just keep the prayers up. Just keep the prayers up. So with my continuing hatred towards YouTube after what they did to me and my friends, got to bring this one up. YouTube wanted to make sure everyone knew about we, we celebrated on Thanksgiving. Yes, on Thanksgiving. For Indigenous and Native Americans, the fourth Thursday of November is dedicated to Indigenous history, activism, and resistance. It's called on Thanksgiving. Now, I have no issue whatsoever about telling my kids or telling anybody about the, about really what happened when we settled over here. Yes, many, many Native Americans, Indians were killed. Were killed and uh, we took over this country, unfortunately. The pilgrims, I don't know. I, that, that did happen. We can't just ignore that that didn't happen. But the thing I don't like about this is that they do it the day after and they call it on Thanksgiving. Like you should be shamed. You should be shamed into celebrating it. And this is why I, I hate the word. Sometimes I hate the word woke. And I named my channel this for a reason. But I feel like these lefties are trying to outwoke each other. Eventually, it's going to be the cool thing to not celebrate Thanksgiving, to not celebrate Christmas with your family. That's where these psychopaths really want to go. No matter what the history of our holidays and where they came from, pagan holidays, whatever it is, this is tradition. This is something that you look forward to in America. And YouTube, 
they want to just call it on Thanksgiving and they just want to go into the history of all the BS and it's nice. Okay, great. We can talk about this, about intergenerational and inter intercultural dialogue, whatever. But then this is where they lose me as you scroll down here. There it is. There's the communist communism peeking its head out of the, uh, out of the sheet. On Thanksgiving is about honoring Native American indigenous heritage to better understand this history. How are you connected and connecting with indigenous heritage and history where you live? I'm sure none of the people out on YouTube do any of this shit. But, you know, you love the, uh, the, nice, the nice communist fist here. The nice fist pump. Doesn't that remind you of uh, BLM, by the way? BLM, where have they been, huh? Haven't seen much of BLM since, uh, the, since a few weeks after the election. And here we are. Where'd they go? Don't know. Don't know. But this was cool. Huge sinkhole with a glowing green liquid oozing out of it is found on Toronto Street. And my buddy met this. I remember when he sent this over to our little chat. Um, he said, isn't this how the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles were born? And I think it was. But isn't it funny that's coming out of Toronto? Not surprising at all. Love you all. Anyone that's Canadian, I love you guys. But your country's weird. Your country's weird. I love you guys, though. The Canadians are some of the most, most amazing, nice people I've met in my life. But your country's weird. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So bringing it back to the United States here, talking about these lockdowns that we're going through, Los Angeles is going all in. Look at this. Los Angeles County announces new COVID-19 stay-at-home order that will ban most public and private gatherings until at least December 20th. So if you're if you have people over in your home now, if they're not from that household, you're no longer allowed to go everyone and over anyone's house. It's only you, the person that lives in the house, apartment, whatever it is. That is it. That's it. And this is just Los Angeles County. They're killing people, they're killing businesses. This is straight up draconian bullshit. And when you look at this, when you look at the measure here, California implements new regulations as prohibiting any public or private gatherings with someone outside your own household. Also, all businesses will be decimated after this. Of course they are. So libraries, 20% capacity, personal care services, 20%, non-essential 20%, and uh, museums down 50%. And if you wanna go mini golfing, it's only 50%. Yes, this is where California is going and they're going to continue to nuke their population, continue to to just, the lockdowns at this point, ladies and gentlemen, are doing way more damage than, than, the, uh, than the, um, the actual virus. And we know this now, it's, it's, no, uh, it's no secret. But this clip I'm about to show you here, ladies and gentlemen, is so good. It's so good. This was out of Australia. This man that's speaking, his name is, uh, I can't, what's his name here? Where is he? He is the CEO of Qantas, which is a, a looks like a airport out of, um, or an airline out of uh, Australia. He was giving his new regulations about people, anyone in Australia that want to leave, that want to leave the country, wants to have a COVID, a COVID vaccine passport. So if you want to leave the country now, you're going to have to get the vaccine. This is all what we're afraid of here in the uh, in the um, in the states. These forced vaccinations, which aren't going to happen. So this guy is speaking. He's speaking here, and I'll pause it here just for a moment. 
And the tweet here from Min- Minitru says, a third authoritarian scumbag, Qantas boss Alan Joyce, gets pie-faced. Australian media pretending they don't know what the motive was. That's what you get for being a scumbag and a dickhead trying to bring in COVID health passports to fly in your airline. Hope Qantas goes bankrupt. So you're going to hear in the clip here, the guy is talking about whatever about his airline. And this dude, I don't know where he comes from, out of the background, just slams a pie in his face. And you hear his reaction. Watch this. Since I've been here to announce the... Emerging from backstage, a man in a suit who grabbed Mr. Joyce and smashed a pie into his face. (laughs) I don't know what that was about. Excuse me. uh, I might take a break for a second, guys, and just clean up a little bit. Oh, we don't know what that was about besides killing our country off. Enacting these vaccines, saying you needed a vaccine for something that's 99.7% survival rate. But guess what? The vaccine will just help you get over that little hill. Get you, get you over that little percentage point to make sure you survive. And the media out there is just as bad. And I hear from all you Australians out there that DM me all the time. And I feel bad for you. I feel bad. And just a quick thing about COVID here. Johns Hopkins from a Gateway Pundit. They put a study out saying that there's no more, no more deaths in 2020 than in prior years as far in spite of COVID. And they put this study out and guess what? It just disappeared. This showed no increase in deaths in 2020 related to prior years. The study, it had to be taken down. And then after it was taken down, it just disappeared. Just straight up disappeared. It's really funny. It's really funny seeing this. And because of this, you know, they're going to be trying going after Christmas, just like they tried going after Thanksgiving. But it's not going to happen. Jim Jordan even said here on Breitbart, the left is coming for Christmas, for Christmas next and I, you know, if you guys haven't seen The Grinch with Jim Carrey, it's probably one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. It's hilarious. But in this case, it's not being used for a good thing. But either way, Jim Jordan here warned on Friday that the left will target Christmas next. And uh, yeah, that's that's really, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But if you guys didn't know, there is a Black Friday discount coupon code that I can promise you will work. And it's the best code out there because it's going to get you 100% of the products for free. Check this out. Your Black Friday promo code is George Float, uh, George Floyd, and save one hundred percent. Mark uh, Mark Dice made this on Twitter, and I thought it was so so appropriate because, again, this is what I was saying before. What happened to BLM? Was BLM used just so many board board people at home could just go out and just completely just take over Target, Walmart, burn shit down, ruin businesses, including black owned businesses. And uh, yeah, so don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, when you use the promo code George Floyd, you save 100% on all your checkouts. And there you have it. There you have it. So we're almost 2,000 viewers on DLive, 182 on Twitch. And let's see, on Pilled, we're at, let's see, we're at 151 on Pilled. Thank you, guys. You guys can drop your lemons in DLive out in Twitch world. You can donate. And in Pilled, you can drop a power chat. So are you guys ready to get the show on the road? I'm ready to get the show on and get into today's today's Merry Brennan holiday because we're going to be talking about Brennan as soon as we get past this intro and his reaction to this uh, assassination of this Iranian nuclear scientist. And guys, it's some evil shit and some evil people out there that were in our, our office and I, in the office and I can't imagine the miracle every single day of how we survive this. So we're going to hear from one of uh, Joe Biden's most prominent most prominent supporters, and we're going to jump into the intro. So we're going to take a look at this, and I'll see you on the other side of the intro. Here we go. 
Hey Trump, guess what? Now get the fuck out of the White House and make room for a real president. Up, oh, you heard her, ladies and gentlemen, or him. I don't know what that was, but get the hell out of the office. <laughs> Trump 2020, baby. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring your thoughts to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning patriots And now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through Project Looking Glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Both society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right. You heard her, ladies and gentlemen. Trump needs to get out of the office. Out of the office. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know. It's hard to tell. She was probably Antifa because they're all ugly as all hell. I've never seen a pretty Antifa chick once. Not once. Never. But I digress. We're not talking about Antifa tonight. We're gonna be talking about much more than that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the show, shall we? So today I want to start off with this story. This came out yesterday and it was very, it was very, I didn't know what to react with this. Um, I wasn't sure if this was like a false flag event or anything like that, but it seemed like it was a legit operation, and I still don't know who carried this out, but let's look at this from the NPR. Top Iranian nuclear scientist was killed in attack, and this is just a picture of it. Apparently, he was he was assassinated. There was RPGs going around, um, AK-47s everywhere. Just It was carnage, and as you can tell, um, this car got pretty jacked up, and this is where he was inside. So, a top Iranian scientist believed to be responsible for developing the country's military. This is Iran, mind everybody. The country's military nuclear program was killed Friday, causing outrage in Iran and raising U.S. concerns over potential retaliation. I just find it funny that we automatically think it's us that did this. Trump is known for uh, taking out terrorists while he's on the golf course. So maybe it wouldn't be surprising if that were to happen, but we still don't know. So I'm not going to try to pronounce this guy's last name. We'll just call him Mosin. So Mosin was in the vehicle that came under attack from armed terrorists, Iran's defense military said in a statement. In the shootout between, between Mosin, bodyguards, and the terrorists, the scientist was seriously wounded and taken to the hospital where the medical team wasn't able to save him, and he succumbed to his injuries, it said. State media said the vehicle was traveling outside the capital in Tehran when it came under attack, and no one immediately claimed responsibility for the attack, but some senior Iranian officials said they believe Israel played a role. Terrorists murdered an, an imminent Iranian scientist today, Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javid Zarif said on Twitter, this cowardice with serious indications of Israeli role shows desperate warmongering of perpetrators. And here's the thing. The Israeli government declined to comment. And also, remember that name, he said, while announcing that the Israel, Israeli spy agency Mossad had stolen documents from Iran about its covert nuclear activities. Now, when you hear the word Mossad, um, th- you know, the hairs on my arm start to stick up a little bit because when you hear Mossad starting to get involved with things, that's like the Israeli deep state. And it says right here, they did steal documents from Iran about its covert nuclear activities. And then the top scientist shows up dead. 
What do you think? What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think this was Israel? Do you think this was us? Or was this like a joint thing? Well, the U.S. State Department and Pentagon also declined to comment on the incident. So we're not saying anything either. Not saying anything either. So, But a senior U.S. official speaking on condition of anonymity uh, said the killing has raised concerns of blowback from Iran against U.S. forces in the region, especially in Iraq, where U.S. forces already have faced attacks from the Iranian-backed militias. So when I hear things like this, I'm thinking, man, everything's really, um, really going crazy over here in the States with the election. Um, we need as much, the bad guys need to create as much chaos as possible. So when you take out the top scientists in Iran, who is still not on board with, with us, um, still not joining any peace agreements, any of these treaties that Trump has put out, they're still creating tension, still creating tension. So what was this really all about? We're not really sure yet, but the guy is dead. He was, he was confirmed dead. But the real story here, I guess, here in the United States was this, and this is exactly why I had Brennan up on the show card as you can see here with the big with the big penis behind him as a shadow because as you guys are going to see he definitely acted like a big penis here what am i talking about well brennan john brennan who's been spewing this hateful hateful speech on twitter about the president about the united states just just disgusting things we all know his religious ties and there's nothing wrong with it he is a devout muslim but when you're about to see these tweets that he put out here, it makes you question a lot of things because him and a couple of the other liptards in the mainstream media seem to be the only ones upset when terrorists get killed, bad people get killed. So immediately I knew this was a good thing when this guy died. So after this is uh, this is from the Post Millennial. After an Iranian nuclear scientist was killed in an apparent ambush near Tehran, former CIA director John Brennan said that it was a criminal act and highly reckless. He said it risked lethal retaliation in a new round of regional conflict. It's funny. These warmongers pretend like they hate war when they'd rather be at war. It's so funny how that works. Brennan said that the Iranian leader should wait until Biden is in office and not engage with the Trump administration. First of all, how does he even know the Trump administration had anything to do with this? He's just already putting shit out there saying this was probably Trump and we should wait until Biden is in office and everything's going to be okay. I can't stand him. Iranian leaders would go would be wise to wait for the return of a responsible American leadership on the global stage and to resist the urge to respond against perceived culprits. And of course here, this is the first tweet that's up here. John Brennan retweeted the AP, the Associated Press, and of course they frame it in a way as if it was a bad thing that this happened. And as you scroll down here, it gets even worse. Brendan went on to say that he didn't know whether a foreign government authorized or carried out the murder of the scientists. So he just said it himself. He doesn't even know who did it. But yet he's already blaming the Trump administration as as it's stirring up more conflict and it's going to and it's going to trigger a response that we really it's not necessary. It doesn't need to happen. But he goes on to say, but if but that if so, it would be a state sponsored terrorism and a flagrant violation of international law for Brennan. This would this would encourage more governments to behave in a similar fashion. He said that the killing of the scientists was different than any other strike against terrorist leaders and operatives and that terrorist groups, unlike Iran, are not sovereign nations. So Brennan's pretty much trying to give his view of how all this works and making himself look like an asshole in the whole entire Twitter sphere. And he goes on, the reaction from the conservative Twitter was swift and fierce. OANN's Jack Pasebic pointed out Brennan's actions during his time in the CIA negated his current outrage. And this is why I hate this man so much. 
Jack Posebic tweeted out to him, now we know why you killed all those Sunni Muslims. And I wasn't really around during this time. I wasn't really plugged in, but apparently John Brendan killed a lot, a lot of civilians out in these Muslim countries when he and Obama were running the show. And Jack Posebic called him right on. I'm not a big fan of Jack Posebic, by the way, but he called him out on this. And it's pretty funny. And even Newsmax's Benny Johnson said that said that this scientist was a terrorist and that it was unreasonable for Brennan to be this angry about his death. And Benny even said, imagine being this angry about a dead terrorist. And it's just really insane. And even Cernovich said, I used to think the anti-Semitic stuff was a talking point, but it's just not. Look at this effing tweet. Brennan himself is a monster who authorized killing civilians, but is now mad. A terrorist was taken out. Not that hard to figure out why. And it's just really bad because remember when Salomini was taken out and everyone said in the media said that this is it. Trump took out Salomini. So we're going to have World War III is coming. Trump's a warmonger, right? Remember that? When Salomini was killed, he was upset that he died too. So why is there a pattern of behavior here when these known terrorists, these bad people, when they die, Brennan and people from the Obama cabinet and the mainstream media, as you're going to see here in just a little bit, they love to cover up for these people and make them. They make them sound. They make them sound out to be uh, the these angels, the these stewards of their country. It really blows your blows my mind. It makes you want to think. Why does he keep doing that? And this tweet here from Noah Palak is just even more disturbing. The Iranian foreign minister and Obama CIA director sound exactly the same. This is Javid here. Terrorist murdered an imminent Iranian scientist today. The cat, this cowardice with serious indications of Israeli role shows desperate warmongering of perpetrators. Wow. I just read some of Brennan's tweets here. Warmongering of perpetrators. Sounds pretty exactly the same here. Iran calls on the international community, especially EU, to end their shameful double standards and condemn this act of state terrorism. So that's what he said. And look at this. Brennan said almost exactly the same way. Such an act of state-sponsored terrorism will be a flagrant violation of international law. So you literally, this is, this, is the, this is the crazy part, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how, I don't know how we had so much stuff happen in this country and we, we've survived it up to this point with these people that were in power. But even Ted Cruz went into, on, on John Brennan and completely dumped them. Gosh, I touched a nerve. Facts matter. Fact one, you've admitted in 1976 you voted for the communist candidate for president because I guess Jimmy Carter wasn't liberal enough for you. In fact, two, you gave $150 billion to Ayatollah Khamenei knowing it would be used to kill Americans. No, and I guess Brennan here was not happy. He said, it is typical for you to mischaracterize my comment. Your lawless attitude and simple-minded approach to serious national security matters demonstrate that you are unworthy to represent the good people of Texas. I find it absolutely hilarious that Brennan still thinks he's relevant in anything besides maybe going to prison. It would be great to see that. But when you see these stories, ladies and gentlemen, when you see stories like this come out, it really paints a picture of who's on what side and really whose narrative these people are trying to push. And when you see the New York Times World here, they again frame this as if this is somebody 
that is a good person. Iranian officials have always maintained that their nuclear ambitions are for peaceful purposes. Look at them shilling for Iran. Yes, Iran has always been about peace. <laughs> Iran has always been about peace. This is a joke. Not weapons. Express fury and vowed revenge over the assassination, calling it an act of terrorism and warmongering. You see how they use the same, the same words. This, this is just subconscious. I don't even know what you call it. They're just twisting and turning narratives, and it, it really is disgusting when you see mainstream media like this in the United States backing up, backing up terrorists. You would think they'd be celebrating. Iran, the, the, the Ayatollah in Iran hates the United States, has called for the death of many Americans in response to the death of Iranians. And just to tie this in a bow, Richard Grinnell put this out here when this is when Soleimani was, or al-Baghdadi was killed. The Washington Post is an apologist for a murderous, gay-killing terrorist regime. And this is it. Oh, yes, prominent Iranian nuclear scientists killed in an attack outside of Tehran. Prominent, good, good man. And when you look here in the Washington Post, Abubakar al-Baghdadi, austere, an austere religious scholar. He's a terrorist, but ladies and gentlemen, he has a good side to him. He's an austere religious scholar, but he's a terrorist too. At the helm of the Islamic State, dies at 48. <laughs> it's just, you can't make this stuff up. You just cannot make this stuff up. It just makes me angry watching it, but... This is what we're dealing with nowadays, and we have to call it out as soon as it comes there. But I just wanted to point out John Brennan because he has kind of slipped slipped away from the headlines because um, everything going on with Spygate or with uh, with the elections. But when Spygate, when all that stuff was coming out recently, and by the way, we're going to get to another story at the end of the show about Spygate because Jimmy uh, Jimmy Page is uh, Jimmy, yeah, Carter Page, geez, Carter Page filed a lawsuit against Brennan and and, uh, and Obama and company, which we'll get to in a little bit. But I wanted to bring him back up because he has just been spewing the most hateful tweets that are just so, so shilly and so left. Um, I want this dude to go to, to go to prison for life, for life. But this is what we're dealing with. So let's switch gears here to what's going on with the election, shall we? Because it's very important to keep you guys updated on everything. And guess what? There is more winning, ladies and gentlemen. I want to start off with a tweet here from our president because it's super important to uh, see where exactly this is going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Donald Trump tweeted this out yesterday. Biden can only enter the White House as president if he can prove that his ridiculous 80 million votes were not fraudulently or illegally obtained. When you see what happened in Detroit, Atlanta, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, mass- massive voter fraud, he's got a big unsolvable problem. Now, this is where I think it's going. Trump's lawyers, as you guys are all seeing, with uh, Rudy Giuliani, Jen Ellis, Sidney Powell, they are presenting solid, hard evidence, affidavits, everything you could possibly wish for for a lawyer to prove that something is fraudulent, to prove their case about these ballots and the election and to turn it over. So as all these days and weeks are going on, you know what the mainstream media is doing. They're ignoring it. Right Side Broadcasting were the only ones and a few others at at the uh, public hearing in Pennsylvania, there was no mainstream outlet. Fox didn't cover it. Fox was playing Joe Biden clips of his uh, speech that had maybe a thousand viewers on a live stream. So nobody, they're just deciding to brush this under the rug because they really think, they really think they own 
They own the establishment and that they're going to fraud their way in across the finish line and drag Biden across that line. But the problem here is all these states, since that public hearing in Pennsylvania, and I've been telling everybody how important that was that that was done. And what we're going to be seeing in a little bit here of what's the actions that were that were as an effect of these public hearings is going to cause a domino effect with other states. Because these other states that had these uh, Republicans in it that were fearful, fearful maybe their lives from the pressure from the left, um, they're, they're getting tired of it and they're standing up finally. And this is going to cause a domino effect in these other states. And they're going to also take back, hopefully, the electorates. And that's what we're going, that's where we're going into now. But the problem is when the case is presented against Joe Biden's lawyers, they're going to have to defend these insane results and prove that these results were legitimate. And these Dominion machines are, were set up in a way that they were able to clean and scrub a lot of the, uh, a lot of the paper trail to how, these, to how these results were taken. And if you have a problem finding fraud in general, what are the courts are, the courts are going to think if it's, hard to, if it's not easy to sniff out the fraud, then you have to assume fraudulent activity was happening. And this is going to be a gigantic mountain that the Biden legal team, whoever these legal teams are, they're going to be fighting against Trump are going to have to prove. And this is why Trump is saying here, this is an unsolvable problem. And that is extremely encouraging to see that. But that that's that's what we started here with uh, with Trump. Now, let's get here to Senator Doug Mastriano, who I was talking about on, on my last show. He's the one that put this entire hearing together in Pennsylvania. He's the one that organized it. This dropped in his in his Twitter, huge news. There is mounting evidence that the PA presidential election was compromised. If this is the case under Article 2, Section 1.2 of the U.S. Constitution. And now remember, guys, this is quoting from the U.S. Constitution. The state legislature has the sole authority to direct the manner of selecting delegates to the Electoral College. And the best part about this is, I'll read the next tweet. Twitter is saying this claim about election fraud is disputed. They're literally talking about a part. This is taken directly from the U.S. Constitution. And Twitter is slapping their censorship on this, saying this claim about election fraud is disputed. So now Twitter is disputing the Constitution itself now. How stupid do these people look right now? So stupid. But he goes on saying this power was given to the state legislature for the purpose of safeguarding the appointment of our president. Janet Ellis has been saying for a long time, our forefathers were so, had such great foresight, knowing they had to establish ways in case our elections were tampered with by foreign enemies, domestic enemies, there were ways for the legislature and the country to constitutionally abide by the law and get around the fraudulent stuff and do, do the right thing and, and go by the Constitution and select a president. This power is given to the state legislator for the purpose of safeguarding this appointment of our president. And he goes on saying, therefore, we are introducing a resolution to exercise our obligation and authority to appoint delegates to the Electoral College. And this is huge news, ladies and gentlemen. What I was talking about before, when these public hearings had started, and guess what? On Monday afternoon, I think it's 11 a.m. Eastern, Arizona is going to be doing their public hearing with Giuliani, Trump's lawyers, and they're going to be presenting their own witnesses. 
And the ones they presented in Pennsylvania alone, the two military guys that worked in psyops and high-level stuff, the evidence they were dropping and how articulate they were, how pinpoint accurate they were, and just getting the information across, it was damning. And Mastriano says himself the effect that this is going to happen. And he said the tide is turning. The tide is turning, and this is going to have an effect in the other states. Listen to what the man has to say because it's extremely important. Take a watch. Thanks for having me on, Grant. Crazy day. I'm glad Jenna broke that news, so I'm excited. We finally got the Senate resolution pushed out just moments ago. And uh, it's co-sponsored with some you know, heavy hitters in, in the Senate. Michelle Brooks, Mario Scavello, Dave Arnold, and also Judy Ward co-sponsored it. So we have momentum. The Constitution is on our side. For too long, the General Assembly, we act like we're not co-equals in this government, but we are. And it's time we exercise that ability, especially in light of the findings that we had in the hearings two days ago. All right, so Senator, so you're saying the United, uh, excuse me, the Pennsylvania Senate pushed through this resolution. The House has to take up the same resolution, a similar one, then you match them. When will the House do that? So both the House and Senate introduced the legislation today, and there'll be a day or two where we're asking for the rest of the Republicans to sign on board, and then once enough get on, hopefully we could we could roll with that Monday. So obviously, it, it, you rightly said it's time to contact your representatives and senators to get on board if they're not. Absolutely. Okay, so one of the problems now in Pennsylvania is this election has already been certified. We know this court appeals judge threw out the stay in that, so technically it's been certified. I guess the battle here will be taking back the certification, even though it's already been done. How do you square that here, Senator? So part of that is is the Senate resolution, because we're, we're saying, look— Governor Wolf didn't look into any allegations and blew them off. Secretary of State Bookfar blew off all the allegations of shenanigans. Our attorney general, you know, declared a winner before one vote was counted. And so the whole process has been corrupted. No, nobody cares to see if there was shenanigans, cheating, fraud, you know, disenfranchisement. And so we're going to rise up and say, look, constitutionally, we have the final say in who the electors are. You certified an election that can't be certified because you didn't look into the allegations of cheating. So, you know, that was a turning point in Gettysburg Wednesday when, of course, for the first time to the world, the case was made from eyewitnesses, and it's so compelling and that anyone would stand aside, irregardless of party, and just, just get on board with party politics because they think their guy won is unacceptable. So we're going to reassert our authority here and uh, try to do the right thing here and correct that this entire disaster has happened over this election cycle. So essentially, Mr. Mastriano just said here, it's okay, I saw your message. I'll slow down the chat here in just a moment. Um, Mr. Mastriano said that we are essentially, we are taking the power back completely taking our power back and it's funny because he said he said the the Pennsylvania the governor can do whatever the hell he wants he can certify these things but it's not going to matter it's not going to matter they put in a joint resolution they're gonna have to fight this this is gonna be this is gonna have to go through courts and all that but the thing is what this is doing it's giving other Republicans other people that want to expose this stuff it's giving them more of the cojones to go and do this in other states. And he's absolutely right. When you watched, when you watched that, um, the, the public hearing that they had, it was beyond damning, beyond damning. And hearing the people themselves, not Rudy Giuliani, not Sidney Powell, not Jenna Ellis, not Lynn Wood, hearing the people that were in the rooms that actually saw everything going, speaking in front of these people, it was completely damning. And you can't get around it. You can't ignore it. This is going to be something the media at some point is going to have to cover. 
they can't ignore it. And when the bo- when the bomb drops, when this gets switched around, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So while this is going on, and by the way, I am currently trying to get Doug Mastriano on on this show. I am working on it, so that is a possibility. We'll have to see if um, if they respond. I, somebody that knows him reached out to me, so we're keeping that on the back burner. I, if I can get him on the show, guys, I'm going to get him on the show because I've heard. I had no idea who this guy was until until the hearing, and everything I've heard from this guy and people have done interviews with him, he's a super chill guy, super easy to get along with, and he's a full-blown patriot. So I would love, love to have him on this show. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. But as this was going on, this broke today from Josh Kaplan saying, 26 Pennsylvania House Republicans call for withdrawing certification of presidential electors, plus eight And then Jenna Ellis wrote, plus eight Pennsylvania senators. More and more people are getting on board with this joint resolution to take the power back, to uncertify these results, to look at the evidence, and then they will decide with their own vote how they're going to uh, to vote. Now, I know you guys were not expecting this tonight. CNN is bringing the truth. I have a clip here from CNN talking about how... Literally, Trump doesn't have to do anything going forward, even with his court cases as of right now, and he still can win. Now, I didn't know about any of this until I watched this video, and it really blew my mind. And a lot of people were talking about this, apparently, all the way back this past summer. This past summer of how Trump, if it ended up, people were talking about the scenario, if the electoral votes end up being a tie, how would that break down? How was the process for that? Well, let's listen to this video here. This is this is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. If any, if you take anything away, and you want to show your family and friends this, this is another added to the another way that Trump is going to win this election. And listen to how this is going to play out. This is again from CNN. I don't know when this was filmed, but take a watch and listen to this. This is how Trump could possibly win the election as well. That are legal and constitutional, that could enable Trump to stay in office without actually winning the vote. The system of electing the president is complicated because it was not designed to be directly democratic. The Constitution calls for states to choose the presidential electors who in turn gather to vote for the president. Over time, states have passed laws that ensured their state's popular vote for the presidency would determine the electors. But those are laws, not a constitutional obligation. Now, imagine the scenario during election week. Trump is leading on November 3rd, but Joe Biden pulls ahead in the days following. Republicans file objections to tens of thousands of mail-in ballots. Democrats file countersuits. Taking account of the confusion, legislators decide to choose the electors themselves. And that's where they're trying to go right now with Pennsylvania. What Mastrani was talking about is exactly that right there. Legislature taking the power back and selecting the electors themselves. Here's the worry. Of the nine swing states, Eight have Republican legislatures. If one or more decide that balloting is chaotic and marred by irregularities, they could send what they regard as the legitimate slate of electors, which would be Republican. Democrats may object and file lawsuits. In some of those states, Democratic governors or secretaries of state could send their own slates of electors to Washington. That would add to the confusion, but that might well be part of the Republican plan. Because you see, when Congress convenes on January 6th to tally the electors' votes, there would be challenges to the legitimacy of some electors. It's possible congressional Republicans could decide 
that disputed states should simply not be counted. Suppose in this scenario, Michigan's votes are invalidated. That would ensure that neither candidate would get to 270 electoral votes. At that point, the Constitution clearly directs that the House of Representatives vote to determine the presidential election. But it does so with each state casting a single ballot. If the current numbers hold, there would be 26 state delegations that are Republican and 23 Democratic with one tied. So the outcome would be to re-elect Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump doesn't need to do anything other than to simply accept this outcome, which is constitutional. Which is constitutional, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if this was the plan the entire time. I highly doubt that because I'm sure Trump and all of us wanted a complete, um, uh, the red wave. And what we're getting is the blue mirage right now. But that is exactly another outcome of how the state legislators can take the power back if they find that the it's just so egregious and there's no way, they know there's fraud, it's proven fraud, that's accepted, but there's no way to really figure out how these states, um, what the votes are. They can just throw them out and then those, those, those electoral votes, they go down to nothing. They get taken off. And then it comes down to the legislatures, and then they vote. And, as it sta- and that was an, that's an older map. We don't, even know, we don't even know right now what that could end up shaping out. But either way, you know, what, you know what turns out regardless, ladies and gentlemen? A Trump victory. 2020, baby. That's what it leads up to. And now, of course... A lot of people don't even know this is how this works. I didn't know how this worked till I watched this video. And shockingly enough, it was from CNN. I couldn't believe that. Could not believe that. But this is what we're dealing with right now. And of course, a low information voter, they're going to go out. They're going to scream. They're going to cry. They're going to be like, how the hell did this happen? We don't know what the Constitution is, but we're still going to bitch and whine anyways and scream that Trump's in the office again. But guess what? This could be exactly how he gets in. And this is without the lawsuits going to the Supreme Court. That still has to go on. And today, the Pennsylvania shot down another lawsuit of Trump's and the media was celebrating it, which they, they've been doing every single time. And every single time, if you guys are the ones that are paying attention, I know all you out there in the audience are because you're smart, you're watching this show. You're celebrating too because the whole entire goal is, is to get these cases to the uh, Supreme Court anyways. They're not going to win with these corrupt local and state judges in Pennsylvania because they themselves just completely shit on their own rules and their own constitution, as explained by one of the eyewitnesses that in the, uh, in the hearing in Pennsylvania that he had a packet and he couldn't even highlight one line of any of the uh, new laws that they put in effect for counting votes and carrying out the elections in general. So why would you expect, that, why would you expect Trump to win in these, in these local and state levels? They won't. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's going to go to SCOTUS, conservative majority, and that's, that's exactly where it's going to end up. And that's where he's going to win. That's where he's going to win. So hearing about all this fraud going on, all these new eyewitnesses coming in, I want you guys to see here because we know for a fact Dominion and Smartmatic, all these companies, they were, these, these machines were made in Venezuela to get, to get um, these, these dictators, Chavez, elected. And we've been screaming for a long time now. They need to seize these, uh, these machines to get the forensic evidence off of them. They need to be seized and impounded by authorities. Why, haven't this, why hasn't this been done yet? They've had all this time to scrub these machines and do whatever the hell they want with them. Well, this is, goes back to March 9th. It doesn't give me the year. But apparently, 
apparently after the elections um, for Chavez here, thousands of these voting machines were burned. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to laugh because I'm expecting at one point during the week, maybe next week, that there's going to be a warehouse out in Canada or whatever where these machines are housed, and that's going to go up in flames too. But this happened in Venezuela. Almost 50,000 voting machines and 582 computers used in the country's elections. They just went up in flames. <laughs> Gone. She did not say if parliamentary elections do later this year could be affected by the loss of the machines. She also asked prosecutors to investigate the cause of the fire. And I'm sure this got memory hold as well. But it's just, why would the, it's just, it's just not surprising to me at all. If you're going to go after the evidence, you're going to go for the machines and the machines just happen to, uh, happen just disappear and burn it's it's amazing how those things just work right amazing how that works but the, the really infuriating part for me is these mainstream outlets they knew they knew this stuff was going on they knew these machines were fraudulent they were literally talking about it on their own damn platforms themselves and here we are again with cnn giving you more truth more truth and exposing themselves back in 2016 this video i'm about to show you was being censored on twitter on youtube facebook I had to download it offline because you couldn't get it up anywhere. It's still up there, and Zach Voorhees has it. Twitter was censoring this video, but now it seems to be able to be shared. Listen to how CNN was talking about these machines. Back in 2016, they knew exactly what they were doing. Antonio Mujica and his partner Alfredo Anzola received a small business loan from the Venezuelan government only months before the recall election. These corporate registration documents from Venezuela show the Venezuelan government owned 28% of the stock of another company they started, Bizta, which adapted voting software for the Smartmatic machines in the 2004 elections. The same document shows a Chavez government minister, Omar Montillo, was on the board of directors. The Chavez government gave Bizta, Smartmatic, and another company a $91 million contract to run voting machines for the 2004 election. The next year, the owners of Smartmatic, primarily owned by Venezuelan businessmen, bought Sequoia, one of the top electronic voting system companies in the United States, for $16 million. Smartmatic is a labyrinth of international holding companies owned by Venezuelan businessmen. Smartmatic Group NV of Curaçao, Netherlands, Antilles, owns Smartmatic International BV of Amsterdam, Netherlands, owns Smartmatic Corporation of Florida, which bought Sequoia Voting Systems of California, USA. When Smartmatic bought the U.S. voting machine companies, the U.S. government did not review the sale. Many experts say those voting machines were manipulated in Venezuela to give President Hugo Chavez a victory. Exit polls done by the U.S. firm Penn, Schoen and Berland had Chavez losing 41% to 59%. But the next day, Chavez declared victory, reversing the score, saying he won 59% of the Sound familiar? Vote. Everything was computed in the favor of the government. So uh, the, the, the only explanation is that the Smartmatic machines had been programmed in that way. A Harvard mathematician crunched the numbers on the Venezuelan election. It had, had to be the Smartmatic system. All these machines talk to a central computer and report on their results. And in, in, that, in that mechanism, as they communicate with the center, the central machine can report anything. Smartmatic is technically based in Boca Raton, Florida, but the president of the company, Jack Blaine, testified to the Chicago City Council. Fewer than a dozen Smartmatic employees work in Florida. The majority of the workers are based in Venezuela. Oh, so, and I'm sorry, guys, this wasn't 2016. That was in 2006. 
2006, they had that story running. My, oh, my, oh, my. And here we are. Overnight, Chavez just took the lead, and that was it. And the, these machines were run by the government, and massive money was paid to, to get these machines over here in the United States. And all their workers at that time happened to just not work in the United States. They work in Venezuela. That was on CNN in 2006. I wish, ladies and gentlemen, I had the money. I can buy vans, trucks, and go in front and park in front of these in, in front of these buildings, these CNN headquarters, these fake news outlets. Put gigantic TV screens on the side of vans or trucks and play these videos on loop on a megaphone in front of their buildings all day long, and shove it in their faces because this is completely damning. It sounds exactly like what we're dealing with right now here in 2020. It's amazing. But to give everyone some real good hope on top of the good news I've already given you, this entire thing of the legislatures in Pennsylvania taking back the power and getting that power back, there was a prominent judge in Pennsylvania that looked over the case and gave her opinion on this, and she said this is very likely to go through. This is from the National Poll. Suit-blocking PA election certification has likelihood to succeed. Rules judge any further certification blocked. And this opinion was released from Judge Patricia McCulloch as been widely perceived by supporters of President Trump as a win for him in the critical swing state. The opinion blocks any further step towards election certification. Big stuff. Additionally, the judge notes the suit, which centers on a preliminary election certification injunction, and its petitioners appear to have established a likelihood to succeed. This is a massive win. And the opinion also notes that the matters contained in the petition are statewide and a national concern. So this is essentially saying this goes right to the core of the electoral process. And because this is statewide and national, this should apply to other states. And it's going to. That is the plan. This is the first domino to fall. The biggest hurdle right now is to get the first state to flip. Trump's team, they get the first state to flip. They uncertify it and the legislators take their power back. Guess what's going to happen? Precedent is going to be set, and these other states are going to follow suit. That's exactly what's going to happen. The overreaching consideration for the emergency preliminary injunction pending the evidentiary hearing. Uh, Let's see. Okay. Don't have to read the rest of that. So it's just pretty much saying, yes, this does have a likelihood of succeeding, which is always, always a good thing as far as you always want a a judge's opinion. And following that, it's usually likely to go through. So that is definitely, so let's go through the courts. Of course, none of this is set in stone, but it's looking from the outside in that we're going to win this, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be really, really awesome. So I was talking before about these, these machines, right? How they, in Venezuela at the time, they all lit on fire. We need to get these machines in secure areas, look them over, get the evidence out of them, and slam these guys to the wall for what they did. Well, there was some breaking news here um, that was taken from Steve Bannon, his war room today, talking to um, an ex-NYPD um, officer, or he was the head of the NYPD at some point, but he broke some news. I don't know if he meant to do this, but he did it unintentionally, talking about a date that some of these machines are going to be seized. This is from Methods Out on Gat and Gabland. Listen to what he recorded here. This is extremely important. You're as practical as you get about what can actually go into a courtroom. So, Mr. Police Commissioner, do we have enough probable cause to go seize these machines now? And if we don't, why don't we? Well, I think one of the big uh, the big problems here is the lack of uh, courage 
by a number of people uh, out there, whether it's legislators and and uh, district attorneys or uh, U.S. attorneys. But I will tell you this, Steve, and, and I, I don't want to break news here, but I will tell you, I'm extremely confident that by Monday or Tuesday, we will have probable cause to go after a number of machines. And uh, that will be based on, um, let, let me just keep it there. I, I'm pretty confident by Monday or Tuesday, we'll have PC. Do you believe in your mind that they could wipe these machines before you did that? Or are you comfortable that you would be able to tell that? So knowing that it would take to Monday to do it and people would move afterwards. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that could be a problem. But I, I, I can tell you, the people that we have, the forensic uh, scientists and the, uh, the examiners, um, even if they try to wipe them, um, there's a really good chance we can get what's on there off. Um, and, I, and I will also th- say this, Steve. We have people coming forward now that work in the, the election commissions, uh, committees that have come forward, that have come forward to tell us there were things that happened on those machines that they, they grabbed or they have access to or they captured or they photoed uh, that can be extremely helpful. So that's, that's a part of the process as well. Yeah, you definitely broke news. So you think you have probable cause by Monday. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you definitely broke some news there, buddy. Probable cause by money to go in and take these machines over. That is absolutely huge. And this guy, Bill Posey here, is calling on federal agencies to investigate election software. And I really believe that's where they're going to get a lot of solid evidence as well. The fingerprints of what happened, the logs, everything that needs to be taken. These machines need to be taken apart and gone through thoroughly with a fine-tooth comb to figure this out. But this is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. These these efforts are being mounted right now. These things are happening right now. So it's very, very important to uh, to stay excited. Be happy. It's all going to be okay. And just hold the faith. I, I know people keep saying hold the line. I really believe we're advancing the line now. We're not holding the line. I felt like we were holding the line um, the, the couple weeks after the election because it, it felt really dark there for a little bit. But now I feel like we're advancing the line. Trump has been tweeting his whole entire persona. He's back to the way he's always been. Um, and I, I just feel good about it. I just feel good about it. So we're going to take a quick break, watch some funny videos, and we're going to come right back here. And we're going to talk about how we have video now of Chinese Chinese menu of people out in China calling these Chinese manufacturing companies to order fake U.S. ballots. It's on video. It's on camera. We have the translation. And also, we're going to get into this uh, more sauce on Trump wanting to get firing squads, electrocutions, um, for, for executions. There's more sauce on it. The timing of it is extremely coincidental with everything going on, so you're not going to want to miss it. So we'll play these videos. We'll be right back. A snake's eyes aren't very good, but they can detect movement. So if the hatchling keeps its nerve, it may just avoid detection.
Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. You gotta tell him silent breathing. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah, I love those videos, and I'm seeing everyone in the chat absolutely loves those videos too. All right, we're having a good time tonight. I told you, we're just gonna keep, we're gonna keep the show is gonna keep getting better as the days and weeks and months go on, and we're just gonna have a great time. Great time. Thanks for hanging out with me. We're at 2.7 thousand viewers on D Live, 285 on Twitch. Let me hop over to Pilled real quick. Pilled, we're at 230, so we're a little over the 3,000, which I'm totally good with on a Saturday night. Thank you all for hanging out. And you guys keep throwing the lemons, the diamonds, the, the, the donations. You guys are fantastic. And if there's any power chats on Pilled, I will check that as well. I'll get to those at the end of the show. All right. So let's get to this uh, this video of 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 this of these Chinese. I don't. It's got to be Chinese people trying to order ballots from a Chinese manufacturing um, a bulk order for fake U.S. 2020 ballots. This is this came breaking from um, the Gateway Pundit, the Gateway Pundit, and let's see here. This was the I need the one with the translation. I think this was the one. Yeah, this was the one. Watch this, guys. This is crazy. Yeah,你你仔細看一下他那個選票的那個印刷是不一樣的。可以走是吧？我这边你这边费用的话，多少多少钱打印一张？我这边现在叫人给你转。啊，那个可能上次一样啊。OK OK， 好好好，好，我知道了。你再把二维码发我一遍，谢谢。啊，然后那个还还欠你点那个。啊，知道。OK，好好好。Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And you know what's even crazier? Trump said. Trump said that this was this was going to happen. What happens if we get mail-in ballots that are coming in from other countries to mess up, already pre-filled out, going to these uh, these ballot centers that were set up by the Dems, set up by big tech, going out here and being stuffed, and then you have situations like out in Pennsylvania where the total amount of voters compared to the total amount of votes, it's 2.5 million, but yet there's only 1.8 million people that voted. You have a humongous discrepancy. It was on their um, government website, and then it just disappeared. Just disappeared. Now, I'm not saying that that video is definitely legit. It's 100% real. It looks real. Um, the Gateway Pundit puts out some good stuff sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. Um, it wouldn't be surprising. And if it turned out not to be true, the, the, out, the end income, um, outcome of what we're talking about doesn't change anyways. There was cheating involved. How far does it go? Maybe in the coming days we'll find out. In the coming weeks we'll find out. 
um, how deep this went, because even Rudy Giuliani said today, the people have only seen the smallest parts of our investigation. They haven't even come close to seeing everything that we have. So remember when I was talking to you about the other states are going to be doing these hearings now. Arizona is going to be on Monday at 11 Eastern, and they have they brought in Matt Brain, uh, Brainard here. And he is an artist. He's, he's, he does statistics. He does mathematical stuff. He's, he's a really smart dude. And um, he talks about here what he's going to be talking about when showing the data and how damning this is and what's to come. This is him talking about it just quickly about what he's going to bring to the table. But all the analysis that we've done doesn't really require you to say, trust me about a magical mathematical formula or some pattern we discovered or something that supposedly happened in the software of the voting machines. I can give you the list of the people who voted in this election who filed national change of address cards in Georgia, moving themselves to another state. And I can also show you the subsequent state voter registrations of these individuals in other states who then cast earlier absentee ballots back in Georgia. I can show you the names of the people and the records of them having voted in multiple states in the raw data that the states make available. So this isn't speculative. This is, this is just what the data show. But- and this is what I'm saying. Reading all these, uh, reading Sidney Powell's um, documents, her lawsuits, and reading other lawyers' comments on the lawsuits themselves, you don't need an extraordinary, I think Bongino said this, you don't need an extraordinary amount of evidence to expose an extraordinary crime. You don't need that much. You can do the low-hanging fruit, and something as easy as this, you can track people when they moved out of state to a different state, and when they voted early, maybe earlier in that state, then moved and voted again, that can be easily tracked, and then guess what? It can also be easily explained to a judge without having to go into the weeds of patterns and numbers and the software and all this tech stuff. You can really go for the low-hanging fruit, and maybe that will be enough for the judges to say, listen, just looking at what I'm looking at now, we can't possibly certify these results. And I really think that is the best way that's gonna, that, they, that Sydney and Giuliani, they're going to be going after these people probably for the, for the easiest things first. And if they have to pull out the big guns, they have them ready to go. And that's where I think it's going. And Ron from Code Monkey, I just got to give him a shout out. Got to give him credit where credit is due. He has been on top of this. And I just love this. And I've said it before because he was the uh, original, he was the admin on Acoon, where the cue board is hosted. He's been dropping knowledge bombs and he's been getting retweets from prominent people, high powered people, like you're going to see here in just a moment. Dominion, now the largest or second largest voting system company, is foreign controlled and depends upon secret source code created and owned by Smartmatic, a foreign controlled company with ties to the Venezuelan government led by Hugo Chavez. Dropping documents, letting everyone know these are probably going to get deleted. Download and back these up locally. Get them ready. This was dated back in 2010. And he says, he says and this is a direct quote from the document linked, by the way, did not come from me. Any tag Sidney Powell saying you may want to review this document for the Kraken lawsuit. He actually got retweeted. And he says again, and yesterday Ron was put out a tweet asking for people to help gather the Dominion employees contracts to have a bunch of Internet sleuths go find them. And he they did within a matter of a day. And he says, thank you, everybody who helped find contracts. I don't have enough time to reply to everybody, but I saw all your messages. I'm up to my neck in contracts now, and we'll be forwarding these to some famous, to a famous lawyer or two who can hopefully put them to good use. Thanks. Now, Sidney Powell retweeted this, and it gets even better. 
We have the general himself, the general himself retweeting Ron, yes, Code Monkey, former admin of Acoon, used to be 8chan, retweeting this. And this is so amazing. And he tags Sidney Powell, Mark Levin, Rush, big names here, the president. Why do we allow this in America with all we can produce and create? And he's absolutely right. And just a shout out to, to Code Monkey because knowing what he went through and protecting the uh, the boards, Acoon in general, it put a tremendous amount. I can't imagine. I don't know really anything about it, but I can imagine that it had to be a pretty hard job. And he, he left it to somebody else. He wanted to move on with his life. And now he's doing more Patriot things like exposing Dominion. And he's been on OANN now. Um, the president has uh, told tweeted out the OAN video with Ron specifically on it to watch it. It's just so cool to see this play out in real time and see this happen. It really is. And this other little nugget I want to show you guys before we get to the end of the show here tonight to give you even more good news. You guys remember the company Acorn that was connected to Obama back in the day, the pro-Obama entity? Now, I didn't know much about Acorn. I was watching um, Adel, 412 and on, on his show, We the People Insider, who I always got hosted on the show. He puts on an amazing show. Um, apparently, this is where James uh, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas got his name, where he really got started, where he exposed Acorn, um, Project Acorn, for the pedophiles that they were with sex trafficking and children. So remember, remember when uh, Sidney Powell was saying how o- Obama, Hillary, all these people were involved with it, and they're going to show that? Well... This is coming full circle here, and this is, again, from the Gateway Pundit. This was on the Georgia lawsuit, I believe, and it says, However, as we pursued, perused the appendix further, we see that Iran and China were not the only entities with the access to the meaning. We talked about that on Thursday. And the ability to manipulate these, result, these results of the elections, there is a direct connection to Belgrade, Serbia, and there are, were more, more numerous Dominion employees in Serbia. Remember all the Serbia employees that were deleting their LinkedIn profiles? Yeah, these same employees. But on page eight, we see Dominion. Edison has connections to domestic players. One entity is indivisible, which was formerly Obama-connected Acorn. And remember, scorecard created by the CIA, scorecard and hammer, originally used by the CIA on foreign countries to make to get... To make elections more favorable for the country, Obama then turned it on the United States against his own people. Yeah, that same company, Indivisible, formerly Acorn, was part of this lawsuit as well as being connected to this company. (laughs) The connections just keep mounting. They keep mounting. I even saw a picture. um, I forgot what it was. I didn't have it for the show. But somebody from Dominion or Smartmatic being linked up with Bill Gates. It's always so funny how these same typical people always having connections to these companies somehow. Isn't it funny how that works? Isn't it funny? So as we wrap up the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen, just some more good news for you. Just some more good news. This is from foreignpolicy.com. The Pentagon purges leading advisory advisors from Defense Policy Board. This is huge news. Trump is still cleaning house and just cleaning up everything out of the Pentagon. And some of these names you will definitely know. The directive which the Pentagon's White House liaison, Joshua Whitehouse, sent on Wednesday afternoon removes 11 high-profile advisors from the Defense Policy Board, including including former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger and Madeleine Albright, retired Admiral Gary Roghead, 
who served as Chief of Naval Operations and a one-time ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, Jane Harmon, Rudy DeLon, a former Chief Operating Officer at the Pentagon, once considered by then Defense Secretary James Mattis for a high-level policy role, will also, Mattis will also be ousted. Isn't that great? And also booted in today's sweep of the board, which is effective immediately, were former House Majority Leader Eric Cantor and David McCormick, a former Treasury Department Undersecretary during George W. Bush administration. Deep State. Both have been added to the board by Madison 2017, and now they're gone. Jamie Gorlick, a Clinton administration, Deputy Attorney General Robert Joseph, a chief U.S. nuclear. Look at all these, look at all these people that are connected. Clinton administration, Bush administration, James Mattis. Kissinger, Henry Kissinger of all people, Madeleine Albright. And you know who Madeleine Albright is? Madeleine Albright is tied to Linda Thomas Greenfield and she's part of Biden's transition team. She works here. All these connections and Trump saying, guess what? You're fired. Goodbye. Immediately. And again, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Trump wouldn't be making these moves unless he was planning on staying, and he's going to stay for another four years, Patriots. Just hold tight. The line's coming. Two more stories. Drop the headline here. Carter Page is filing a $75 million lawsuit against the DOJ, Comey, FBI, under lawful, unlawful surveillance. And there he's going after him again for $75 million, looking for accountability and damages against the individuals and agencies who they tarnished. And the suit alleges that Page was targeted for surveillance, and we know he was wrongfully, illegally spied on, and now he is going after Comey and all of them. So not only is Comey, Brennan, all those guys going to have to deal with Spygate after all this is over, there's another lawsuit, a massive lawsuit from Carter Page. And to tie the night off, ladies and gentlemen, this to me was eye-opening. New federal rule to allow other methods of execution besides lethal injection. Look at the methods that they're trying. the Justice Department is looking at carrying again. They're changing its execution protocol so that federal executions are no longer required to be done by lethal injection only. The amended rule, as reported by the AP, allows the government to use lethal injection or any other manner just prescribed by the law of the state. The rule was published in the Federal Register on Friday. Those other manners include electrocution, inhaling nitrogen gas, or death by firing squad. Holy cow. Holy cow. So electrocution, gassing, and death by firing squad. Wow. The amended rule goes into effect on December. Wow, that's savage. Right on Christmas Eve and comes as the DOJ has scheduled five executions during this lame duck period. And the reason for this change, according to the uh, Justice Department, is the Federal Death Penalty Act requires sentences be carried out in the manner prescribed by the law of the state which the sentence is imposed in some of those states use methods other than lethal injection. So they wanted to just change it up a little bit. They want to change the laws a little bit. And they've apparently they've been pretty rare and, and they've been botched. And I guess the last one was botched in the execution in 2014, um, where they went after somebody that was murdering children. And to be honest, you murder children, you do anything to children. You deserve way worse than a needle. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. So, we just hit 3,000 viewers. 3,000 viewers on DLive. 341 on... On, uh... Wow, Twitch. And what do we got here? 
259 unpilled. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, before you head out the door, please don't forget, go to wokesocieties.com right now, click my store link, and go check out all the merch that I have for all of you. I have shirts, hoodies, mugs. I have Christmas ornaments. The Epstein Christmas ornament and the Pepe ornament have been selling like crazy. Get your Christmas ornaments now for your friends and family. Get your border, border wall construction company hat. We have hoodies, cups, mugs, hats, V-necks for all the ladies, glassware for the guys that love to drink their beer. All the ladies that love to drink their beer. But guess what, ladies? Don't forget the woke, woke merch as well. We got it all. Don't forget, ladies, we got the Drunk Wives Matter Tumbler, the wine tumbler for you, and the Trump One mug as well. We got everything. We got everything. And remember, when you support this shop, it supports this channel to do this full-time and two other local businesses here in New York. Go check it out. It's right at wokesocieties.com. And one other quick new feature, I've added a donation link on the page as well. And you guys can now go right to my website and watch my video replays um, that are now embedded right into the website. So you can always find me and all that good stuff. And for anybody that wants to really be the diehard fan, support me to be a monthly sponsor of the show, go to wokesocieties.tv, sign up for Woke TV. Will we soon have an app and be on the Roku it's cheaper than a Netflix subscription. You can sign up for a monthly or you can sign up for the year. This will have all my content that's free and also have my exclusive content, which will be starting up very soon. And that'll be only exclusive to people that sign up for Woke, to, to, uh, Woke TV. I will be putting additional private content just for you guys on there that pay for this. It's a great, great way of supporting my channel on a monthly basis and to keep me doing this full time. And it's been, we've been killing it. We've been absolutely killing it. This channel is growing. Between all the platforms, I did the numbers. I am almost at 20,000 subscribers between BitChute, DLive, Rumble. It's almost a quarter of what I had on YouTube, but it's been just over a month, a little over a month since I was removed for YouTube, and we're at almost 20,000. They thought they could get rid of us, ladies and gentlemen. They thought they could, they could censor us. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. It just made us go to alternate platforms and we're going to grow away from these big tech platforms. So everyone, everyone out there on Twitch, they are a mainstream big tech platform. I don't know how long they'll have me on here because of a Q flag. I am getting a different flag coming in just to give myself a little bit more camouflage, but they can nuke me at any time. So you guys need to go over to Pilled, go over to DLive, sign up and get your asses over there. And if anyone out there in DLive is listening that I just want to say, DLive, thank you so much for hosting so many of my, me and my friends just trying to get the truth out there and just leaving it, letting us be uh, just to, to do our content. Thank you. I love your platform. I love Pilled. All these alternative platforms have been absolutely slamming and I could not be happier with the progress that we're all making. Really cannot be more happier than I am right now. So I'm going to hang out with you guys in the chat for a little bit. I don't have, uh, I'm not on a time crunch right now. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm going to do. Methods. Oh, man. Methods, I think, uh, he's doing this too? Yo, get, shout out to Methods and Adel for hosting my channel. Thank you so much for doing that, guys. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. I host you guys too all the time, and I, and I have no problem doing it. It's literally a click of a button. And uh, we're, all, we're all one big family here trying to get the truth out with the same goal, so... Thanks to Methods and 412 for hosting me. I really appreciate that. 
Really appreciate that. So let me get uh, methods link in the chats here for everyone. So you guys can go over there at the top of the hour. He has, I think his name's John Paul Ryan. He's got an awesome guest. You guys are not going to want to miss that. And don't worry, I'm not going to forget about the chest. I'm not going to forget about it. You guys crushed it today with the uh, lemons, the diamonds, the ninja ginis. Got another big ninja gini coming in here right now. Thank you. I love D Live. I love their I love their currency. The lemons. It's so funny. Yes, methods is on Twitch. I think it's John Paul Rice. Pretty sure that's his name. Let me see here. I'm pretty sure that's his name, but it's going to be a great show. Let me just check here. Let me check any other breaking news. Yes, John Paul Rice. That is him. He's going to be on with Methods tonight. That's going to be an awesome show. Going to be an awesome, awesome show. Let me hop over to Pilled real quick. Oh, we got a we got a nice power chat. Forty dollar power chat power chat from Patriot Reborn eighty four. Great work, Scott. Love what you do. Time for the firing squad. I am all for the firing squad for the people that committed treason against this country that deserve it. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Patriot Reborn, for that forty dollar power chat. Let me check my phone. See if I got any other donations here. Let's see. Okay. Nothing on the phone. Great. Fantastic. All right. Chain of 315. Just thank you for the, another diamond. Thank you so much. Another diamond. Two diamonds. Damn. Thank you for the diamonds. Yeah, so if they end up doing the firing squads, I wonder if Trump will authorize those to be televised on certain channels. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? I remember that rumor going around when I first started in the movement that uh, they were going to televise the uh, the hangings out in Gitmo for, the, for, you know, Comey and all these traitors that, you know, just completely just, you know, thought they could take over a country and just, you know, say who the president was and who's not. That would be an interesting thing. Who knows? We'll have to see. Patriot1863, thank you for the Ninja Gini. Free to the bitter end. Hey, you came in late, but guess what? You can always watch the replay. The replay is on Rumble, on BitChute, it's on DLive, it's also on Twitch, and it's also on Periscope on Twitter underneath my profile. You're never too late. Thank you, though, for the diamond. I appreciate it. And free the bitter end, two diamonds. <laughs> You guys are you guys are so giving. Thank you so much. So giving. So yeah, what do I have coming up? Uh, so I need to do one more stream on D Live for the whole month so I can move up to be a partner because right now I'm an affiliate and I have to do one more stream within 30 days to get to that next level. So 
I don't, I might do a pop-up stream tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. If not, it'll definitely be Monday. So if you get a random notification that I'm live tomorrow or Monday, it's me. It's legit. And if anything breaks, if not, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to do a quick live stream regardless. Um, so look out for that. And otherwise, it's going to be my regular Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday schedule. And of course, Wednesday with, uh, with Methods on his show, Methods of Madness. So got a whole bunch of stuff coming whole bunch of stuff coming and yes i took off the stickers on d live because it's just too much for the mods they cannot keep up it's too much so we got more coming in american nurse thank you so much for the ninja ninja guinea i'm late getting here happy saturday scott it's okay american nurse you can always watch the replay it's always going to be here i'm not going anywhere Junebug says it should be about aliens. Take a break from all this. I would love to talk talk some aliens, but there's just too much important stuff happening down on the ground here right now. I would love to. We're going to get there, though. Don't worry. Jennifer, thank you so much for the diamond. Is that a red pill sticker? <laughs> I'm seeing the chat. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. My wife's like, I'm starving. Are you done? I'm starving. I'm starving too. We got to eat dinner. I got to get dinner for everybody. So I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. I had a great time tonight. Um, hope you enjoyed my uh, my awesome, my awesome, all I want for Christmas is Trump 2020, baby. No Cuomo. That's what I'm going for. That's exactly what I'm going for. So yeah, guys, go check out Methods at 8 o'clock. He's on top of the hour. I will be hosting his uh, show as well, hosting all of our shows, um, all my friends on this channel as well. So it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. So that's going to wrap it up for me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So you have a great time. Enjoy the weekend. Um, I'm going to probably be live either tomorrow tomorrow or Monday. It's going to be a pop-up stream so I can get that last stream in so I can move up in the DLive hierarchy and become an official partner and all that good stuff. So you guys know where I'm going with this. Stay safe, stay strong, and stay woke. Oh, you guys thought I left. You thought I left, didn't you? I almost forgot the chest. <laughs> Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. I'll hang out with you till the chest is open. That's how nice I am. It's coming. Almost 10 seconds. Almost. Almost. I didn't want you guys showing up to my house with pitchforks. And there you go. There you go. There you go. 2012. And top contributors tonight. I almost forgot to do this. I'm so hungry. I almost hopped off. Shana315, top donator. 
Shine 1.31 and Wonders 1.06. The other contributors tonight, thank you, Patriot 1863, Dan Van Oss, American Nurse, W. LeBron, thank you for always showing up, W. LeBron, 555 lemons. Laura Cunon, thank you, Laura, for giving me lemons. Thank you so much for just being an awesome person with this channel. Matt Pole 498, Liz G 408. Thank you guys. So you got your lemons. Can I go now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you guys. I will see you guys later. Have a good night, and I'll probably see you tomorrow.